There's only two options, kill or be killed. Hey, dickheads, why are you so fucking late for, man? The fuck? Uh, thanks. Bye. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. Get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet. I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs. We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly, the other host over here. What's up there, Wackerly? How was the weekend? It was good. Really? You, yeah, did you go really. on like a little uh, bike ride with the fellas? I did go on a bike ride with the fellas. You were invited. We were going to carry you in one of those child uh, burly carriers behind the bike. I don't, I don't bike. have a bike. What did I just say? We're going to put you in one of those little child seats. <laughs> just in drag me, like yeah. kind of in tow behind yeah. one of the bikes? There's a sunshade. A have chariot, to in, you mean? Yeah, you wouldn't have to be in the sun. Actually, it wouldn't have been that bad. Good smoke. All right, maybe next time. I'll bring, like, my bong or something. Sure. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. So uh, I figured you'd be really excited over the weekend because now uh, you can get married on, uh, in the state of California. Oh, yes, I could. To a man, you're saying. Yeah, if you wanted to. For financial purposes. You and I could get married, then I would inherit all the podcrafting equipment if you died. Yeah, dude, you'd get all this, this amazing studio worth of equipment here. It's the But I would like to point out that I have nothing against gay marriage, but I definitely have a lot of shit against this, like the whole phenomenon that's going on right now. With uh... you know, you know, it was weird. I don't. Did you actually go down to the San Francisco courthouse and no. see it? <laughs> did you? You weren't sitting out there and waving your arms in support. <laughs> My pink flag. No. <laughs> waving your pink flag. No. You know what? Yesterday, I went over to the Great American Music Hall to try to get tickets for that Jello Biafra 50th anniversary show. Or his 50th birthday show. He's, isn't he older than 50? Are you sure he wasn't his 60th? No, dude. The guy's 50, turning 50 years old. He, he looks turn, like he's 65. But he was playing a show with a Melvin, so I was on my way walking over there. And so I thought I would kind of swing by the San Francisco courthouse Just to check to out the... Uh, observe the spectacle. Well, observe the uh, Reverend Phelps and all the God hates fag signs that they were going to be waving. I read about that in the paper that uh, Phelps and the Westboro Baptist Church were traveling to San Francisco... Uh-huh. To uh, protest the uh, gay marriage. So What happened? There, were, there weren't any fu- uh, soldier funerals that they had to be at that yeah, weekend? No, no soldiers died that uh, had a funeral that weekend in Kansas. Or <laughs> So, you know, they had some spare time. So they yeah. flew over to San Francisco. You'd think it's like they're going directly into Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, you well, know, they're, they're God soldiers, God warriors. God was protecting them. Plus, everybody likes uh, clam chowder in a bread bowl. I mean, yeah. you don't have to be gay to go down to Fisherman's Wharf and have a good time. Yeah, Although it true. helps. <laughs> <laughs> so I walked over there, and I only saw about eight of them. But, but they were still waving the sign, God uh-huh. hates fags, um, you know, uh, gay marriage crossed out. So there's about and, eight of them and like 800 gay dudes and women. Well, I don't lesbians. think they were getting married last night. I think today. Um, some were. Some were. Well, I think they started doing it yeah, like uh, the, the sort of uh, inaugural gay weddings they did right at 501 because today, yesterday was the last day that they could not perform gay weddings. So as soon as the close of business at five, 
they could do then they started doing but today is the real first business day of so i've read on the uh, westboro baptist website that today was the big protest so i imagine there probably were like you know 20 or so phelps is out yeah, there phelps is out his there hideous it daughter. is grandkids out there with little signs have you God seen his dogs no does she oh, look she's like more, him she's more rabid than him no she just looks she looks like one of those um you know prairie uh, just you know fundy girls with big long frizzy hair and she's really gaunt yeah. but she, she's more rabid than him she goes on those news programs and like spouts off all the time she actually tried to attack any gay men I don't know. I don't know. Convert dude. them? <laughs> like, well, I'm going to suck your dick and you're going to like it. For well, Jesus. Everyone just kind of ignored yeah. like uh, the uh, the Phelps people. That was my which, next question. Well, that, I was kind of surprised. I was hoping people were going to pelt them with eggs or something like that. But they just kind of ignored them. It's like they're lunatics. Who really condoms. cares? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Use condoms. Just yeah. throwing it at them. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was surprised. They just kind of ignored them. But so anyway, I got bored and went over back to the Great American Music Hall. Found out the show was sold out. And uh, then I just decided, you know what? I hate gay marriage now. <laughs> you know, because I took that time to go uh, check out Reverend Phelps and uh, the spectacle that was going on at City Hall, I might have missed my chance to get a ticket to go see uh, JLB Offer. Yeah, you could have been earlier and got a ticket. I just hate it because of all the grandstanding. Like, I don't care if gays want to get married and fuck up their life like straights do. That's cool. Yeah, no, misery loves company. But, but if they wanted to be, you know, classy about it, they just would have done it done the weddings and shut up about it but every fucking news program you turn on they're like all the local politicians are up there like they think they're like you know the national guard integrating the schools in kansas in this you know 59 or whatever that was it's you know you know i heard someone actually some reporter said that san francisco's new summer of love <laughs> equality forever and like george takai's even getting married i think he's doing that down in los angeles though, oh he's right? not coming to san francisco no i mean it's a whole state it's a state referendum or whatever you call it but it's just it's so annoying to see like gavin newsom you know who's like the prophet of gay marriage come out and like he's you know marrying everybody acting like the grand emancipator like he's right. abraham fucking lincoln well it's total pandering to votes i mean if you get the gay vote in san francisco you're, you're set. going to be you're elected not, you're gonna be terms. elected anytime you want to be elected but but in the like i was pointing out they're they're trying to compare it to this school integration thing, right? That is the big benchmark of like civil rights, like Brown versus Board of Education, right? In the 50s. Right. So the civil, you know, the National Guard was sent down to Kansas, I think it was, to like escort these black kids into this white school. Everybody in that community in that state hated their guts. They hated the kids' guts who were going to the school, but like. You know, performing gay weddings in San Francisco. No, <laughs> you got eight people that came here from Kansas to protest. Yeah, to protest, that. but that's about it because everyone else is for it. Right. So I, I mean, you're I not guess being, you're not being brave. Symbolically, like, you... though, symbolically, I think it is a step forward for gay rights. I mean, there are some people that you right, know have been have waiting for fifty years to. Uh, you know, finally tie the knot. Yeah, and I they, there was a picture of those two women. <laughs> they were hideous. <laughs> you know, I was really bothered by that. I saw on the Chronicle, the front page, the first couple that was married was like this 85-year-old woman and her 65-year-old partner. Yeah, and the 85-year-old was in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, it's like they're sitting there, they're making out, and I'm looking at this picture just thinking, you know, now th this image is conjuring up images in my mind of them scissor-kicking and eating each other out, and I'm just picturing, like, you know, oozing grayish clam chowder-like material coming out of her, like, dried-up, you know, vagina, and it's, it's just, it's gross. You're dude. an ageist. 
No, but dude, but think about the, it. The one you didn't think about them scissor kicking. <laughs> Not scissors. It wouldn't be like two scissors because one's in a wheelchair. It'd be like one pair of scissors and a and a couple of overcooked carrots, but <laughs> just no, flopping around. But now it's that's what we're gonna have to see. All these like you know eighty year old lesbians who've been waiting. You know, their whole lives. Are they first in line? Do they get preference because they're so old and about (laughs) to die? (laughs) I don't know. You know, I'm actually, I'm, I I do think it's a a major step forward. But here's another thing: is doesn't Massachusetts already have gay weddings? Why is it such a big deal? We're not the first people. Unlike, actually, did a little research on this. Unlike Massachusetts, the only other state to legalize gay marriage, California has no residency requirement for marriage license. So gays from around the uh, nation can come to California and uh, get hitched. But that's a technicality. It's not like cause for like, oh, well, this is the real deal now because people can come from other states. Yeah, but you'd have to live in Massachusetts for a, you know a what, period of a time. a year, six months? Yeah, and then, and then get married. Okay, fine. But you know what, though? I think this is going to be a boon for you know the uh, divorce lawyer and uh, think of all the uh, big gay weddings that are going to go on. I know my sister's kind of excited about it. I wonder if any of these gays are getting prenuptial agreements, as they should be, especially the wealthy ones who are, you know, marrying the the, the bathhouse trash. <laughs> <laughs> you got to protect your assets, boys. I met young Johnny down at the glory hole. We're in yeah. love. We're going to have to ask my brother about this uh, when he comes on the show next, hopefully next week. I don't know if okay. he's going to flake on us, but my brother has a pretty interesting perspective on gay marriage. He's like really, like rapidly anti-gay marriage. Yeah. Well, he's a fun boy. Yeah. <laughs> he's, no, but I mean, he, he doesn't just, want to adopt some kids and settle down. He's not into monogamy. And he just is, yeah, he has some. Uh, he doesn't want a family. He doesn't he has, want a house. Yeah, he's uh, very emphatically against gay marriage. So it'll be interesting to talk to him about it. But speaking of uh, gay news, I don't know if. Um, I don't know if I told you this or if. Um, you did tell me this. You, you got the email yourself. To me. But um, from the Ville with Martin and Steele. Our Brothers at Arms, our sister podcast, uh-huh. um, has come to a halt. Uh, from the Ville has gone off the air indefinitely. And this is from their halt. MySpace page, but on their website it says it's gone off the air permanently. So, you know, it's kind of weird. I, I was logging on to MySpace. I see this, and I thought it was some kind of publicity stunt or joke. And so I... Um, it's not April 1st, right? No. No. And so I clicked on the uh, blog, and it says, From the Vills, Martin and Steele have ended all show operations and production indefinitely for undisclosed circumstances. We want to thank, take the time to thank all of our listeners for their loyalty and dedication to the show. Uh, we had one hell of a fun ride bringing you gibberish week in and week out. Thanks for tuning in. We'll miss you all greatly. The website's taken down. But I guess you can still go to uh, their Ustream channel and yeah. uh, access some shows. And uh, I believe both their emails are still working. But so I, I emailed Steele at, uh, from the Ville, and I was like, you know, well, what's going on, man? You know, this is kind of a shock. Why, why all of a sudden, why would you end the show so abruptly? Right. And they podcasted, like, prolifically. They did it, like, four times, three times a week or something. Like, if it they was a time shows issue, a week. you know, they could have cut back, but it's apparently something bigger than that. You know, I want to know what's bigger than that. So I emailed Martin, said, Martin, you owe it to your fans and a sick and wrong to have us call you on the show for a phone interview to describe exactly what happened. All right. So I called him earlier today. He said, give him a call and uh, he will tell us explicitly, you know, he's not going to gloss over any details here, exactly why From the Ville is no more. So uh, without further ado, I say let's uh, give Martin a call here and uh, find out what's going on, dude. It was a shock to everybody. I'm shocked. I was shocked. I mean, dude, they probably have like a hundred more shows than we do. 
Yeah, like I said, prolific podcasters just screeching to a grinding halt. Yeah, abruptly with no forewarning. Yeah, so I um, I think this will be interesting to talk to him. So let's give Martin a call. Hello? Martin, what's up? It's uh, Dean Lance from Sick and Wrong. How's it going, Martin? What's going on? The most talented duo on the internet is calling me? Next to you, my friend. I'm not on the internet anymore, sir. Well, that's exactly the reason why we're calling you here. Uh, so, Martin, we were shocked. I was shocked and appalled to open up my MySpace and my email yesterday and see this um, this note from you guys saying that uh, the show has come to an end. Why so abruptly? You know what, What's going on? Is this for real? Uh, well, I'll give you the whole story. My personal life is uh, taking a, a, a hit here recently. And as you guys know, the only way I can do the show is all out there. It, you know, you guys kind of hide behind the... I don't know if everyone knows it. Uh, I think they know. Really, are, are fake names. Do they know that? Oh, I think they know. They've actually, thanks to your website, found Wackerly's true identity. And then... Uh, yeah, and then took his photo and posted it on pictures of, like, numerous gay men. I don't know if you saw that on the forum page. God, I might have done some of it. Yeah, you probably did. Well, anyway, the only way that uh, Steele and myself know how to do the show is no hold barred. That's Full disclosure. We were successful. Full disclosure. You guys have never held back. Yes, we've put pictures of ourselves out from day one. Our logo is pictures of ourselves. And believe me, I didn't want to see a picture of your face, but you yeah, did it I'm anyway. surprised that we were successful putting pictures of ourselves out there, but it worked. Yeah. Uh, well, basically what happened, you guys know that I'm a sports official. That's what I do for an income. Cause, uh, right, baseball, right? You umpire, you're baseball. an umpire, right? Well, I do baseball, basketball, and football, but I do a crap load of baseball. And wait, wait, wait a second. Are you like a coach for Garber? No, no, I umpire. I, I, I umpire in different schools, so I'm, I'm constantly in the school system and working with kids. Well, and that's just a little background to set up the whole story. What happened was I took another job as a security guard at a hotel. I mentioned it a few shows back. I think I might have heard that. I did hear that show, yeah. I worked there for about a month. I went in one night, and uh, they told me they were going to let me go without really any a whole lot of explanation without, you know, no warning, just you're, you're done. Uh, it's just like uh, a pink slip. Out. They, they claimed it was a personality thing. And let me tell you, the two guys I worked with were complete tools. So, <laughs> I mean, personality wise, I didn't like them. They didn't like older, them. younger guys. What? Uh, one of each, one older, one younger, but they were just complete douchebags. Well, I mean, what were you doing? Like giving them, uh, you know, entertaining them with stories about your fecal matter and your vasectomy. No, no, no. Actually, what it was was these guys, besides being security guards, are also both full-time cops. Oh. So they're coming up telling me stuff. And you know me. I'm anti-law enforcement. I'm, I was there just to keep the peace inside the hotel. You know, basically, that's my job. They're, like, just completely hard-ons for cops and, and all this other shit. They were tools, basically, is what it comes down to. And one day, the last day I worked there, a guy told me that I should never carry a pen in my front pocket. Because if someone sees it, they could grab it and use it as a, as a tool to stab you with. Dude, this guy's and an idiot. I looked at him, and I'm like, why would they do that? <laughs> I don't plan on... They're always, they were always talking about in case you have to take somebody down and this and that. I don't plan on getting punched at work, you know what I mean? I'm just there to do my job and go home. Yeah, like classic Bay, like classic, uh, Bay City redneck there. Right, and, and as you know, I live in the Midwest, which is a very small town. So that sets it up. I get fired. And I was told that it was a personality thing. I also, from the way the guy explained it, uh, I, was, I was told that they, they found my website 
and didn't like the image that I was putting out there. Now, as far as I'm concerned, go fuck yourself if you don't like I know, it. I know, and I'm staying at a hotel, and if I know that a security guard does a, uh, you know, a dirty podcast, I just, I just immediately check out and just go down the road to the next one. I don't know about you. Yeah, I wouldn't want my family in that hotel. <laughs> right. Well, you know, you guys know being from here how this small town in, in Wackerly, your small town's even more closed-minded. Oh, uh, that's true. That's exactly. True. Now, I, I could see how people could be frightened by... By uh, your likeness and your pog, the message of from the Ville. And actually, to go even farther back, I, and a lot of people don't know this because I never talked about it on the show, I have not spoken to my wife's family since Christmas when they found the out about the radio show two years in. They never knew about it. What your wife's? So wait, wait. Your wife never told them about that you did this no. podcast, a successful radio show. No, my in-laws knew nothing about it until they found it. What, are they, like, extremely conservative? Are they Mormon or something? Oh, they're South End, Bay City, fat Polacks. Well, plus you do, uh, you did rag on them quite a bit about their Christmas celebration that you were forced to go to, if I remember Actually, correctly. The episode they found was called Triple Meat Dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I heard that one. Which, I'm, it's unfortunate because I was told by my wife I could never mention her family again, but they have basically not talked to me since then. So that kept me from ever mentioning the fact that on Christmas Eve, the last time I had contact with them, six meats were served. <laughs> <laughs> I never got to tell that story until now. So, so, so what, how did your wife feel about the podcast? You know what? My wife's always been supportive as far as, uh, you know, she went out to the AVNs with us. Oh, okay. Uh, she's been very supportive about it. it. She's always known it's something that I love doing. I love the interaction with the fans. But it's just it's caused a problem now with her family. It got me fired from a job, and again, that's still not even the the reason that I decided to stop. Yeah, I was about to say. I, I'm. I mean, I understand that these are speed bumps, but I figured you can kind of get past this. Right. Well, here's what happened. Now, three days after getting fired, I get a phone call from one of my wife's friends, who is a single parent of a 13 year old boy. Her someone who works at the Double Tree Hotel where I worked called her and told her uh, not to let her son around me because that new security guard got fired because when they did a background check on him, he was a sex offender, a pervert. He's got a website with 14-year-olds all over it. Basically, it's just I'm a big perv. Now, this got out to her. Her parent, she's a parent of a kid who is in one of the leagues where I umpire. Oh. I'm in and out of schools every day I'm working for a different school. I also, and you guys know this, I have a six-year-old daughter who goes to school. Yeah. I've always been, if someone finds the show, fuck them. But it's getting to the point where it's starting to take a toll on my family. This is all out there. You know, my daughter's teacher finds it, and that's going to look bad on her. It's, it's, it's just, it got to be the risk that I'm not willing to take because... When this rumor came back, my first thought is money. I don't care. Let people think I'm a pervert. Yeah, it's like negative publicity for the show. Right, but then I got realizing this. this. When I walk out on the field to an um umpire game, this has got to a parent already of someone who I know, so they know that's not true. But, you know, when I'm standing on the field and they announce before the game who the umpires are, and people start saying, where have I heard that name? Oh, that's the guy that got fired for being a person. And they start thinking you're Gordy or something. Or just the fact that they may come across the website and see. And like I said, you know, if I lived out in California, if I lived in New York, I would give a flying fuck. But when you're stuck here in the Midwest, which, trust me, I'm thinking this is the, 
the breaking point of getting me out of here. But when you're stuck in this area with close-minded people who tend to judge everything without ever listening to it, I mean, I've been told that, oh, we went on on their site, and those guys are terrible. They hate gays, and who loves gays more than Martin and Steele? Oh, damn, I mean, you guys are so pro-gay. I've got two invitations to gay weddings. But I mean, hey, I'm surprised you guys are doing the show, being that uh, they started issuing marriage licenses. I thought you guys would have been all over that tonight. Yeah, but you know, uh, well, we've already talked about it. But um, you know, the thing is, is are you any worse than any other shock jock that's out there? I mean, I know you guys push the envelope, but it's like, well, what do these not. people we, think of Howard Stern? What do these people think of like Man Cow? You know what? Those guys get paid millions of dollars. That's true. And I get paid uh, a case of beer here and there. Someone sends me here. Yeah, and this is actually adversely affecting your family life, which is pretty fucked up. But I still, I still, it just still seems to me like just baseless slander. I mean, I, I would think that if, even being from, maybe I'm giving the Midwest too much credit because I've been gone for a while, but I would think if somebody went to the website, they'd say, well, this is adult humor. It's obviously not for kids. They're not marketing to kids, but there's nothing really here that's completely egregious and wrong. It's mean, a, yeah, it's not like you're sitting here oh, like and that's how they they feel recruiting for the KKK. So who was it? These two cop dudes who 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 put all this, you know, basically what I think is false information out there? Is that what happened? Right. They started that rumor, but I, I just hear that coming back. And again, it's it's a combination of so many things, but. What it pretty much comes down to it is, if I'm going to be working in the school systems and and in the public, I probably need to keep a little lower profile, at least for a while. Um, my officiating career is going really well. Like I, I I'm considered, I'm actually considered a highly respected baseball umpire in the area. And, and you don't want to have something like this well, you know, as a black mark. One, the wrong conservative person from this area to say something or or come across the website. And they stop giving me games. You know what I mean? They're not going to deal with it. And, and, um, but that's very feasible. I mean, that could easily happen. It probably would happen, actually. Yeah, and at some point, you know, also the risk to my kid and all that. It's just, at some point, it's not worth it. So how does Steele, how did Steele take the news? Well, Steele's pretty bitter towards me right now uh, for quitting. Cause he, did you call him, or did you... Uh... I called him, and I said, you know what, Steele, I'm going to have to quit the show. It's... And I explained it to him, and he's, you know, he's like, well, fuck everybody, and I agree, fuck everybody. And if you go to FromTheVille.com right now, you'll see I left a message. Go fuck yourselves if you didn't support yeah, the show. support us, you can go fuck yourselves, and that's how I truly feel. Um, so, I, do you, so I know you were saying that uh, you are just kind of uh, remarking that we hide behind our identities, but had you made like a pseudonym or an online like moniker that you used but didn't use your real face... Could you have still been doing the show? Absolutely. We, I mean, definitely we could have done that, but I think the show would have suffered. They, the only way, I, like I said, the only way I know how to do the show is just balls out, you know. I got a co-host who bears his ass on camera. Exactly. Full disclosure. And, I mean, you guys did go the camera route, which we don't do that. Right. We're doing a live video call-in show. And, and I want to give some credit to our fans, who I know a lot of them are your fans as well. For the most part, 90% of the emails I've got have been very supportive. I know a lot of people are rather upset. I know we posted something on our forum about it. I said, from the bill, rest in peace, and uh, you posted your announcement, and I know a lot of people were kind of upset about it. Well, you know what? They get a fucking show twice a week for at least two hours every week for free. They've got 211 episodes out there that were free. 
and you know what? I love doing them. I love the interaction. But if, if I mean, if they can't appreciate it, they can fuck themselves too. So I, I have I have one complaint. I'm sure um, you do. <laughs> uh, I was actually entered into the From the Ville glossary only a couple of weeks ago, and now all of a sudden the glossary no longer exists, and I feel kind of ripped off. That's yep. part A, and part B. I kind of feel like From the Ville, the show kind of pulled a wackerly on the internet. He just think... left with no announcement, <laughs> and now it's just gone, and nobody knows what's no going on. No final show. It's just you guys pull the wackerly. You know, and I consider, do we do a final show? I love the fact of leaving it hanging, and I, you know, if you were on our mailing list, you got a pretty good explanation. Um, I'm not trying to hide the fact, and that's why I've already put up. I left our comment board up. It's going to be up for a couple months yet where people can get old shows where they can leave comments. Our emails are still active, martin at fromtheville.com, steal at fromtheville.com. Uh, if you need, and I've also posted on the comment board, hey, check out this week's Sick and Wrong, and I'll give more details there. Yeah. And they can actually hear no, the story. I'm just fucking with you. So, and I, I totally respect your reasons for going off. In a sense, this is kind of a farewell show right here. By for, proxy. By I proxy. Story out there by using your guys' show. So, Martin, let me just ask you this. Is this the end, or do you think in the foreseeable future... There might be a return of Martin and Steele. Uh, who knows? You know, six months down the road, something may change. I, I have to say for now, this is the end. I don't want to leave it hanging out there that we're just taking time off because we're not. Um, I'm looking, you know, things could change in my life where if I'm not working in the public, you know, if I was Joe Sixpack who worked in a factory and I, I would give a flying fuck who cares about what. Yeah, but so I mean. I know that anything that's said about me isn't true. I'm willing, I know that it's a show. As much as the, I always called our show based on a true story. <laughs> because it, it's real life, but it's a show. And, and you know what the best thing about it is? This gives me time. I've got some free time now. Wackerly, can I join your sci-fi club? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Are you yeah. taking members? Yeah, Are you enrolling members? You, I'm going to send you the mailing list and put you on the schedule. So Yeah, what are you going to do with all this free time there, Martin? Well, uh, last night in lieu, you know, we had a show scheduled, and I called Steel about three hours before we were supposed to go on the air. So in lieu of doing a show, I uh, smoked a giant bowl of weed <laughs> and just uh, got some clarity on the whole situation. And, you know, it's the best thing for my family at this time. I also, by the way, ate some ice cream, some chips, a couple brownies, some cookies, and... Uh, some strawberries. Well, it sounds like so you're, you're using... going to work on your figure, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you're using that time constructively. Uh, well, a... well, Martin, I mean... Show tonight, by the way. The Hometown Tigers are out in San Francisco tonight. You should be there. Uh, a bunch of people from my work went there last night, but it's cold as fuck, so I opted out. <laughs> yeah. Well, Martin, I mean, it is with deep sadness that we hear that your show is no more, and uh, we hope... You know that there will be another collaboration between you and Steel in the near future, and we will always support any show that you guys do. Yeah, I, I hope it is too, and I thank you guys for letting me get a little more detailed explanation out to people. I'm sorry for the for the people that uh, you the know shock and awe on it and stuff. But what can I say? It's at some point it had to end. You know, that's show business for you. You're doing it for free for for a couple of years, and you know I appreciate everybody. I appreciate you. It's led me to tons of things. You know. Hanging out with you guys again after years of not seeing you, you know. Hanging out with porn stars. Yeah, yeah you, we've met tons of porn stars. We've met tons of geeks and Jews and gays and all types. Yeah, you can't say you didn't have fun. We That's, had a great run. 
That's for sure. Well, I hope to see you guys back up with another show sometime soon because you can't oh, deny like, the internet. Hotline, by the way. Yeah, you can't deny the world your guys' presence, seriously. All right, Martin. Well, you take sure. it easy, man. Get out there. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. It was good talking All right, to you. See you Martin. All right. Sure. Bye. You know, dude, it is, it is a shock. And it is with deep sadness. I, you know, I've always kind of considered those guys our brothers in arms. They're definitely the podcast that we're closely, you know, the most closely affiliated with. Yeah, what's going to happen to Tank TV now? <laughs> yeah, no, they, they were show. the flagship show. I think Tank TV will be no more. I bet you will completely. That website will go off the air. Uh, you know, I actually kind of forgot about Tank TV until you just mentioned it, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. But no, I, you know, I think there's a lot of people that are going to be kind of saddened by the news that From the Bills not on anymore. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, I mean, I think if you just go to their MySpace page and see how many comments they get, and there are people who live from the Ville 24 hours a day, and I don't, I'm kind of scared about what's going to happen to those people. They're going to I don't know, do something psychotic. Yeah, exactly. There are some people who devoted their lives to that show, and now it's just like all of a sudden it's like the thing that was most meaningful. Their security know, blanket is Their security is blanket has just been ripped, ripped out of away. their hands, yeah, because yeah, they pulled well. a Wackerly. I don't know. You know, we're going to have to probably get Steel on the show in the near future just to chat with him about it and uh, hear about his sentiments on the uh, I think the so. recent breakup. Yeah, And if he still wants to be on the air, I think maybe he could be our Midwest uh, phone correspondent every once in a while. But You know, that's a damn good idea. Mm-hmm. We could have Steele weigh in on some issues because I always like to hear his viewpoint. Yeah, I don't want him to feel like we're throwing him a bone or something. I mean, no, we'd no. really want him as, you know, no, he's I got some good perspective. No, I fully respect what he has to say. And I, I, I mean, I, f- I find the... Uh, you know, the, the uh, chemistry between those two guys, hilarious. Right. They've always entertained me. So I'm going to miss From the Bill, that's for sure. Fucking hotel security guards slash cops? Fuck those guys. Dude, fuck small-minded fucking Bay City fucks. Like, that's, that's, that's what pisses me off. Like, Midwestern, closed-minded people. Two dudes. That's what prevented gays from being married for so long. Pretty much. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's more tragic than from the Bills off the, the air. Those are the people who elect, marry, but that's just me. Those are people. Those two dudes probably voted for George Bush twice. Yeah, and that's why from the Bills not in the air. Hey, all you fans, uh, just remember there's two security guards that work at the DoubleTree Hotel in Bay City <laughs> that basically took away your security blanket. So yeah. So if you want to that. throw a bag of fecal matter, yeah. that's where you should go. Just a suggestion. Just a suggestion. Well, people, this is episode 127 here, Sick and Wrong. Quick recap from uh, last week, episode 126. Wackerly, you won that show. I just like Let me just say you won that show, but you won that show by like a landslide. You totally oh, yeah. redeemed yourself with one story. Yeah, but I feel a little, it's kind of like a Pyrrhic victory because uh, I don't even really know what that means. I was wondering if people listening were going to know what that means. And I was <laughs> like, do I victory? even know what that means? <laughs> It's like a victory that's somehow not a victory because the only way I won it so big is because I did a story that was like out of my normal element. Exactly. But the thing is, is people were calling you out. People were calling you out and, uh, you know, stating that uh, your stories have sucked and Wackerly needs to get it together. And then you come out of left field. Right. With this story that's just like epic in its brutality. Right. And uh, you came in with the highest vote count ever, 110 votes. Wow. I came in way in the back, second place with 31 votes, and a listener came in with 22 votes. Uh, My story, if you recall, was about bird mites. A listener sent a story about the Japanese stab fest, and uh, your story, that one with a landslide victory, uh, was the MacGyver rapist. Yeah. Which is probably one of the most brutal rapes I've heard about in a long time. Definitely. 
Congratulations on your victory there, Wackerly, and I hope I you're enjoying the, the MGD, MGD. That, uh, that I bought you. People, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wackerly and I come to the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. Present them here on the show. Audience votes. Winner gets a case of beer. We throw in a wild card with a listener submission, which you can send to Sick and Wrong Podcast at uh, Hotmail.com. I believe I started last week, so uh, Wackerly, I think you're going to be kicking off episode 127. <laughs> The crime shocked the agricultural community of Turlock, California. Where's Turlock? It's somewhere in the Central Valley. You'll know you're there when you only hear when all you can get on the radio are Jesus, uh, Jesus radio and mariachi music. Yeah, Nothing Mexican else. radio. You'll hit scan and it'll just be like, oh, more Jesus scan. I do like more the mariachi. name. I do like the name Turlock. Yeah, it sounds almost Norwegian or something. Or sort of like a caveman word. Yeah. <laughs> well, the community was shocked and stunned by those who knew one Sergio Aguiar. Uh, and his wife, who had recently separated from her husband, she was in Southern California when her son was killed. Dun, 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 dun. Apparently, they had an infant, and for some reason, it wasn't with a mother, but it was with the father, which was probably not such a good idea, considering what happened. A local woman, uh, Deborah McCain, no relation to Grandpa Simpson, who's running for president. I was about to say, it's not John McCain's wife. Was no, he driving it's through spelled with a K, It's spelled with a K, not a uh, not a C. Is it, but is John McCain's wife? Is her first name Deborah? I don't remember. She's, she's hot, hot though. though. Yeah, I was about to say, dude. You mentioned she's the not mom- Grandpa Simpson age. She's more like maybe 40, 50 or something. Did you know he's a hot fifty? You know he's cooking up Viagra and injecting it straight into his dick to fuck. Right, woman. right in the hole, right in the hole. He learned the technique from Hefner. I thought he learned it when he was stuck in Vietnam <laughs> concentration camp or whatever. But anyways, his non-relation, <laughs> who's also named McCain, Deborah, said she drove past Sergio, uh, his pickup. Saturday night on West Bradbury Road, and uh, first she thought that he was kicking garbage or something. Just outside of his truck, he's on the side of the highway or road, as the case may be, and he's, she thinks he's kicking a garbage bag or, or maybe some garbage that's in his hand. But she said her boyfriend, Dan Robinson, told her to back up and put her headlights on Aguiar. So he was suspicious of something. The boyfriend. And the uh, woman says, sure enough, he was kicking a baby around. Like a soccer ball. <laughs> I added that last part. <laughs> but he was like dribbling the baby up in the air. Yeah, I mean, I guess he, if you're kicking a baby, you sort of have to run after it. It doesn't. It's not like kicking like a big two-ton boulder that just sits there while you kick it. If you kick a baby, it sort of scoots along the ground, right? Yeah, it kind of rolls on the ground. And you got to go kick it again or kick it back to where it was before. She said the child was unconscious, his clothes were falling off, and he looked like a rag doll, quote-unquote. Robinson, her boyfriend, who's a volunteer fire chief, uh, showed Aguiar his badge and ordered him to stop. But Aguiar calmly said something like, it's just trash. <laughs> you, you know what? I, I, I do love the authority that's, that's in the assistant fire chief. Vo- uh, assistant volunteer, volunteer Yeah, fire volunteer chief. fire chief is just like, uh, volunteer fire chief. Stop kicking that child around. Yeah. Aguiar also... Get on the floor. Aguiar continued to spout off crazy nonsense and said, look how they make toys now. (laughs) I'm assuming this guy's Mexican, but I don't know. Or Mexican-American. I'm not going to say he's an immigrant because I really don't know. He He sounds Mexican, but understand... He has a Hispanic name. He was referring to the child that he was kicking around as being a toy. Yeah, look how they make toys now. (laughs) 
<laughs> at one point, accent. at one point, you know, Aguiar tried to tell him to stop, and he said it's just trash and it's a toy. And he asked, or sorry, yeah, he asked Robinson for a knife <laughs> to, I don't know, finish the job or something. Okay, wait, I, I don't understand this. Let's just hold on one second here. So the boyfriend and girlfriend stop. They pull over their car. They see the guy beating the crap, kicking the crap out of his son. Right. You're wondering why they didn't do anything to they, stop they it. They didn't do anything, but then the guy's just at the same time just like, yeah, it's just trash, man. You know, look at the toys they make. He's just having like a, right. a, a regular conversation with them. And they're sort of listening, what, they're listening to what he's saying and saying, well, is it just trash? <laughs> it looks like a baby to me. It yeah. doesn't look like a toy. Let me think about that, though. I don't want to be culturally insensitive or, you know, this guy's <laughs> crazy and maybe he has a point but uh actually they did do something because robinson went into aguiar's pickup and turned on the hazard lights okay so he didn't stop the beating he turns on the hazard lights so the truck wouldn't get hit well he tried actually i think i missed prevent an accident here yeah robinson tried to turn on the hazard lights but actually aguiar had to stop kicking the baby and come over and help him find where the Kick button the baby. was <laughs> aguiar had to help him find where the button was after they uh both you know teamed up to find where the hazard light switch was. Then Aguiar went back to kicking the baby. Resumed to playing kick the baby. Right. Um, so, you know, it's a very competitive sport down in Mexico. I know. Baby kicking. Uh, McCain uh, said that she saw Aguiar kick or stomp the sun about a hundred times. Jesus, dude. But she says, and she actually was, I, I hope I haven't misled anybody to think that it's only Robinson and McCain. Actually, McCain's son, uh, her son's wife, her son's friend were also there. So there's five people, and I guess more people are pulling up all the time because there's obviously a ruckus going on. Okay, and and at this point, everyone's just kind of sitting around saying, wow, you got a really good kick in that time. Right. Ooh, knocked his pants off. You know? and, and to the credit of this reporter, you know how we always say, like, why wouldn't you ask this? The credit, the reporter asked uh, McCain, you know, why didn't you do anything? And she says that... Um, they saw him stop the kid at least a hundred times, but she said no one tried to stop him because he appeared to be dangerous. Well, if you're a five-pound baby, <laughs> or maybe twelve-pound at this yeah, point, yeah, I'd be scared too. Yeah, that is dangerous. But, I mean, um, there's like obviously he's outnumbered, so I mean people could have tackled the guy. Right. Well, and, I mean, he's tough when he's fighting a baby. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean he definitely can handle the baby. I think I could fight a guy. Just because he can fight a baby doesn't make me frightened of him. No, I mean, I, you don't need to be an ultimate fighter to yeah. fight a baby. They also were scared that he had something in his pocket. And actually, um, you know, sometimes Vietnam, dude, the frequent caller to the show, can be kind of frightening. Um, I think he definitely intimidates but a this lot of is, people. But this is a situation where Vietnam, dude, would be handy to have around. I think I mentioned that he's my favorite superhero at one point. Yeah. But Vietnam, dude, doesn't back down from a guy who's, stomp, who's curbing his baby, you know? <laughs> uh, no, Vietnam, Vietnam dude. Vietnam, dude, walks up to that situation, sees the guy kicking his baby, doesn't really worry about if the baby's dead or yet, yet or not, and just says, look, there are only two options, <laughs> kill or be killed, and I'm going to kill this motherfucker. Exactly. He it's gives them the around. two options. But, I mean, seriously, though, on what occasion do you actually see yourself, realistically, just cruising around in Turlock with Vietnam dude in your car? Right. And and most of the times you wouldn't want to have – most of the times it would be bad <laughs> to have him there. I should point that out. This is like 
point one or probably point zero zero one percent of the time he would be handy to have around. He'd probably be a good wingman on like a double date. No, he would. <laughs> if you don't want to get laid and you want the women to go home and not to buy any drinks, yeah, great. And go see a shrink. But I mean, he does like margaritas. He'd probably buy me a margarita. So no. maybe, I don't know. I think I'm giving Vietnam dude too but hard no, of a time, I mean, and now he's going to try and make my ears into a necklace. So I'm going to stop right now. What you're saying, though, I understand what you're saying. If you had a guy like Vietnam dude there, that dude wouldn't have sat there as a no, spectator like a dumb watching fuck. this baby getting stomped, getting curbed. He would he have take, like, He's a man of action. He would have yeah. taken action. Exactly. Uh, another witness, some 23-year-old skank, said uh, that she heard him say that he had to get all the demons out of him. And he was very calm when he said it. So I guess that's something else that threw everybody off was he wasn't ranting and raving and foaming at the mouth, but he was making these like, you know, coherent statements, even though if you think about what the statement means, it's totally bug fuck nuts. Regardless of the coherent statements he was making, he was stomping a baby. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, well, what happens, right? So all these people, to their credit, I mean, to their minimal credit, because they just basically stood there and did nothing but use their cell their phones. Their conscience to call... should lie heavy. Seriously. Well, they did call 911, okay? So the cops got a bunch of 911 calls, and normally when you call 911, about fucking two hours later, like a cop car shows up, right? Of no use to anybody who's being assaulted, especially a baby. <laughs> but actually, there was a helicopter in the area patrolling over Turlock. So as much shit as we give Turlock for being, you know, some fucking shitty town in the middle of nowhere, they have a helicopter. They have a ghetto bird. Yeah. Um, they're probably looking for meth labs because I think this is like supreme meth country. I think this is where all the meth in the nation comes from. The 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 helicopter was the closest unit, so it uh, landed in a nearby cattle field and when i say nearby i mean like 20 feet away from this incident <laughs> uh the modesto police officer uh something ramar um he landed in a cow pasture off blah, blah, blah i just said that ramar jumped from the helicopter before it touched down so he leaped out and it's like did a barrel roll onto the ground like fucking magnum pi yeah out of tc's helicopter ran about 20 yards towards aguiar while standing behind the pasture's fence ordered him to stop beating the boy McCain and Aguiar responded. Oh, sorry. McCain said Aguiar responded, I'm not going to prison. And he raised his middle finger to the cop, and the cop <laughs> nice, shot dude. him dead. Middle finger salute, and the cop shoots him. Right in the heart. He's dead. I guess this is a very new article over like the past two days. So they haven't done, I guess they haven't done an autopsy, but there has to be what, PCP? This guy meth, had to have been on meth or PCP. Hallucinogenics. I mean, the I would be, out. Who knows I'd be surprised if it was only tequila and a couple burritos. From no, Taco no, Bell. this is way. This is this is like either a multi-day meth bender or some really powerful acid. I yeah, think. I picture. So did the did the child survive? Oh no, no, he's no. very dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At I mean, one point, that's why the uh, bystander said that they didn't do anything. I don't know if I pointed that out, but they said, "Well, we didn't do anything because the baby was obviously was already obviously already pulp, dead. So there's no reason for us to risk our." Health and safety. Yeah, but what do they do? Like, go and get a barbecue and sit there and, like, cook some meat and just watch the the baby kicking? The baby meat? (laughs) No, no, I'm just saying. What, do they make some popcorn, sit down, and uh, watch the baby beating? Obviously, they didn't try to yell and say, hey, stop it. Oh, and put your hazard lights on so uh, no cars hit you and disrupt the beating. Well, here's my final thought. I think the women probably were hysterical. And I think the men were just marinating in their own cowardice, which they actually probably will be marinating it for for years to come about why they didn't do anything to this guy. You know, I, how bad would you feel like 
the day after, like, I could have fucking walked up and punched that guy in the face, kicked him in the nuts, and uh, I didn't do anything because I'm a big pussy. I mean, I have no qualms about saying I'm a pussy. Yeah, dude, I am a total pussy. If, if, if I had the option of fighting or not fighting, you know, or talking my way out of it, or uh, screaming and running like a woman, I probably would do that. But if I saw a baby being stomped, I would try to tackle the guy. I would definitely try to stop it. Even I think even after, even if I already knew the kid was dead, I, don't even I would care. Wanna, yeah. I want to get some shots in. My point is, yeah, if some huge bouncer dude is fucking with me and he has friends behind him, yeah, I'm not, I'm not one of those guys who's like, I'm gonna stand up for myself now. But I'm saying, if I have a chance to, you know, like, uh, you know, kick some guy in the eyeball who just beat his baby, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, no, I would be doing that too. I mean, I would have definitely tried to stop it. And if I didn't do it, I'd feel it. very bad about it for many years. I I'd would have, have Jewish guilt for months yeah. after that. I'd definitely. have normal goy guilt. So on the sick and wrong star scale, I mean, the man just beat the shit out of his child in front of a crowd of spectators. I'm going to say this is sick and wrong on that level, but sick and wrong at the same time that no one did anything. The lack of action, reaction, right. yeah, in a sense. It's tough I'm to, giving it's that tough to swallow. 4.75. I'm going to... F- 4.25. 4.25? Yeah. I, because I think it's a loss. It could have been – they could have ripped him to shreds, and then it would have been a five, you know? It could have or been he multi- could have driven up and down over the kid or something. Right. I guess I'm thinking it could have been multi-tiered. Like, look what this guy did to his kid, and then look what the you know good people of Turlock did to this guy, justifiably, but yet it was still gruesome. But that sadly didn't happen. Yeah, but sadly he didn't get his just retribution. <laughs> All right, we'll see what the listening audience there was has a helicopter to say about too. that. Yeah, I do like the helicopter uh, police action going on there. Any story with the helicopter gets an extra .05. Yeah, I, no, that's definitely pretty cool. So my story here for episode 127 um, kind of parallels the brutality and hideousness of your story from last week. Uh-oh, you know, no, worried. seriously, I was a little stunned by your story. You know, it was totally out of left field, as I said before. I was not expecting it. And uh, yeah, you blindsided me with that story. So um, I'm coming at, back at you with uh, something equally as brutal. This is your A game, you're saying? Yeah, this is A-list story here. Um, so this story basically describes what happens when a crack party goes south. This is the end result of almost every crack party. Uh, this crack party took place in Richardson, Texas. <laughs> Officers discovered the severed head of a young woman in a trash bag this past Saturday afternoon while investigating a disturbance in an upscale home on a quiet suburban street. The officer located what he believed to be a severed human head with the skin of the face Peeled off. <laughs> the victim was identified as 20-year-old Iban Zamudio of Dallas, Texas. On Saturday, really? Originally of Texas with that name? I yeah. Think so. <laughs> Iban Zamudio? No, I think she might have been uh, uh, a Mexican Foreign originally. Born, yeah. On Saturday morning about 9.15 a.m., a 10-year-old boy called 911 claiming that there are two males inside his house and a female that was being killed. Uh, The crime scene took place in an upstairs bathroom. Uh, James Matisse, who is the owner of the house, was reportedly hiding in the master bedroom closet with his son, who called the police. So wait, this was a these crackheads had a party in somebody else's house. The crackheads had a party in this Matisse guy's house. (laughs) 
and uh, his son was even there. And once again, just continuing the theme of American cowardice, he just hides in a closet with his kid. Yeah. Instead of like going down there and you know at least calling the cops or beating some ass, hopefully. Well, so according to the uh, police interviews of the suspects, um, there are three suspects. There was uh, Timothy Jones, uh, black guy, Eric Ziegler, who looks surprisingly like uh, Sideshow Bob. Really? Because I'm looking at this picture and I think he looks like uh, D. Simon. I knew you were going to say that. He you looks know, exactly like you, dude. I'm, I'm sorry, dude, but he does. I have short hair. This guy has like a, dude, your a hair, shock of like curly hair. Your hair has been longer in the past when you used to have a big Jufro and you look just like that. You know, I'm looking at the picture now. He does look a lot like me. He looks actually. like he smokes a little more crack than you. Not much, <laughs> but pretty much the fa- same facial structure. So uh, Timothy Jones, D. Simon, and uh, James <laughs> Matisse here, uh, we're all hanging out. Um, they brought Zamudio, the girl here, back to Matisse's home in the middle of the night so all three could smoke crack. We're going to have a crack party tonight. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> but, we got nothing better but they to brought, do. But brought, she brought them to somebody else's home. No. Th- so what happened, the suspects, all three of those guys, met this girl, obviously, and they are like, you know what? We're going to have a crack party, so let's go back to our buddy here, one of the guy's homes, and uh, Matisse, who I guess wasn't exactly a crackhead. He obviously owned a home. Oh, they, okay. So yeah, they knew him. They knew the like guy, they and they brought, they brought the girl back to his house in the middle right. of the night so all three could smoke crack. They're going to have a crack party tonight. But the early morning hours would soon turn violent. So what happened is officers said Timothy Jones, who's a suspect in the murder, was nude and belligerent as police entered the home after kicking down the front door. Eric Ziegler, um, the guy that looks a lot like me, was asleep in one of the bedrooms. Uh, upon questioning, Jones stated that um, what, it, what happened here, they found, the girl, they found the girl's head in a garbage bag and uh, various other parts in some of the other bags. So upon questioning, um, they unveiled what actually happened. Jones stated that he went to the bathroom and found Eric Ziegler standing in the bathtub and Zamudio was nude, dead, and lying in the bathtub with her head cut off. (laughs) Jones said he originally thought Ziegler and Zamudio were in the bathroom having sex. I don't know what kind of sex was going on in there, but it obviously did not involve her head being attached to her body. Uh, Jones said that Ziegler was wild-eyed and high on drugs. And he had already cut the girl's scalp from her head. He said he watched Ziegler pull the shower curtain rod down from the wall. He saw him thrust the curtain rod into the girl's eyes, jamming the rod deep inside her skull. He said he was scared by Ziegler's actions and said that Ziegler was cursing the dead body as he cut her body with a lock blade knife and tried to cut off her tattoos. Is crack that good? <laughs> you know, I have no idea. Or is there another drug involved that we're not privy to? It says he was uh, smoking crack. You know, you always wonder, like, uh, you know, different people's chemical makeups, how they would react to certain yeah, drugs. Yeah, I guess every drug affects everybody a little bit differently, right? And so obviously this dude isn't somebody— Already psychotic. Well, this guy isn't somebody you'd want to invite to your crackhead party. I just, I just don't want crack getting a bad name from this, okay? <laughs> so what i wonder from this though is how does it deteriorate into this it's like everyone's hanging out smoking crack next thing you know crazy ass guy that looks like me one too many hits yeah takes the girl to the bathroom 
Head's cut off, and he's shaving off her tattoos. Now, if you're already smoking crack in the living room, I mean, I've been to parties where two people go off to the bathroom because, you know, they're going to do a line and they don't want anybody to know about it. But if you're already smoking crack in the living room, what justification do a man and a woman have to, to go sneak off to the off? bathroom? That well, they're going to have sex? That's what the guy thought? That's what the, uh, the blind guy here, Jones, said that he originally thought that they snuck off to have sex. Okay. And so obviously they snuck off so the dude could like cut her head off and um yeah, jam a curtain rod into her skull. Yeah. Okay. So, so what's interesting about this though is the guy was ranting and raving about her tattoos <laughs> as he painstakingly flayed them off with a knife. Was it a Tasmanian devil tear out cuz I hate those too. I'm thinking he wasn't a fan of tramp stamps. Oh, you know, the California yeah, right. bumper plate right there. You <laughs> the <know>? whale tail? <laughs> the whale tail. I don't think he was very happy about it. Uh, you know what? Probably It was probably some lame, like, uh, kanji tattoo. You never see those Chinese characters? Yeah. It was probably some kanji tattoo, and he had to take it off because then the, bo- the corpse could actually be identified. I'm surprised that he had the wherewithal to even recognize, you know, to even recognize that. So your, your theory is that he wasn't pissed at the tattoos. He was actually scraping them off because he knew he did something fucked up. I think he was pissed that the tattoos were there and he had to take the time to scrape them off. Yeah. Okay. I think that's what it was. All right. But the ta- dude, but, mean, but, these... but the, so originally I thought that uh, the tattoos sent him over the edge. Like he saw it and reminded of something from his childhood, like his, you know, my little ponies that were taken away or something. I don't know. <laughs> And, and that's what just what kind of started yeah, it all. Because it seems like that this was the one, catalyst to chopping her head off. This woman might be the type to have a unicorn tattoo. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> I didn't think. He, uh, yeah, he probably took offense to the unicorn tramp stamp yeah, here. Okay. So the girl's hands, feet, scalp, one arm, both legs, and all the tattoos had been cut from her body. Uh, the legs were also cut in half at the knees. One arm was still attached to her torso. Investigators found the body parts in three black trash bags. Apparently, they didn't dispose of the corpse. They decided to take a little break. The one, smoke, the one dude crack. ran around naked and belligerent, and the other guy, uh, the guy that looks like me, ended up just taking a nap in one of the bedrooms. Who called the cops? Uh, the the uh, Matisse was the third <laughs> dude, his son, his 10-year-old son. All three have been charged with the girl's murder and are being held on a $1 million bond. The motive is still uncertain, and don't worry, the 10-year-old son is in the custody of Child Protective Services. I bet you they can't come up with a million dollars between the three of them. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> I, I, I think they're all going to be in jail for a long time. So on the sick and wrong star scale, I mean, Jesus, this girl was just going to a crack party. I think this is a lesson for all young girls out there that listen to our podcast. I know we have a few young, naive girls that occasionally post messages on the forum. Yeah. If you meet three dudes... Don't go back to their house and smoke crack with them. Just don't smoke crack. I think just leave it at that. Don't okay. smoke crack. Don't smoke crack. <laughs> it impairs the, your judgment. Unless you're in the privacy of your own home with your parents there to supervise your crack smoking. Yeah, it impairs your judgment. So on the sick and wrong star scale, dude, I'm going to give this a five. I'll give it a 4.5, but then I'm going to increase it a quarter point because the dude is you. <laughs> and you change the name, even though I can tell from the picture, it's you. So I have 4.75. We're going to have to post this picture because this guy looks almost exactly like me. We'll have to post it on the picture on the website here. A very generous score from you, Wackerly. I thank you. So uh, the listener submission here for episode 127 comes from Mike Z3. 
Uh, he actually voted for your story last weekend. Fuckhead. Thanks, Mike Z3, you robot. He says, if I remember right, you record on Mondays. So here's a listener submission for uh, episode 127. Kicks pervert gets four years. A pedophile with a fetish for being kicked is likely to be segregated from other prisoners during his four-year jail term. David Aston, 32 years old, a driving instructor, which I guess is a job in England. I thought that was only in a job in, like, sitcoms. A driving instructor. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, don't they have, like, driver's ed teachers in America as well? Yeah, but normally they're, like, a real teacher and they teach, you know, I guess. Driver's ed in their spare time. I guess teaching driving is a real teacher, but, like, teach, like, a real school teacher and then they teach driver's ed in the summer. But in England, you know what, you know what I think the reason being is, their wheels on the other side. Right. So it's they harder. probably need further instruction. Yeah, you need more skills to learn There's how to drive in There's a driving instructor in, in that book, uh, Yellow Dog by Martin Amos. Oh, okay. So, uh, Who also deals drugs, I think, on the side. Well, you know, this guy probably was into some other shenanigans as well. But it's interesting because he's about the same age as me, and he's a driving instructor. <laughs> um, so you mean di- he doesn't convert porn to digital formats? <laughs> Quit, <laughs> quit, quit belittling my career, okay? All right? Sorry. Move. Go on. Go on. David Aston, driving instructor, was uh, jailed after luring young girls into the woodlands near his home and encouraging them to kick him in the groin. Hmm. Uh, his victims, aged 13 and 14 at the time, welcomed his sentence. Uh, the married father of two, of Cassington... Uh, Bell Close Cassington, which I guess is somewhere in uh, England, it's near Oxford, bribed the teenagers with alcohol and cash. Teens love alcohol. And cash. And cash. Um, after meeting one of them in an internet chat room. The ball-kicking chat room? Yeah. <laughs> I think he went over to the nut-kicking chat room. Hey, uh, any girls in here want to kick my balls? <laughs> hey, uh, are, are there any young lassies in here that like to uh, kick my bollocks? That's a sound effect. Uh, Oxford Court heard Aston twice stripped from the waist down, crouched on all fours on a towel in a woodland area near uh, his home, and encouraged the four girls to kick him in the groin until he could not handle the pain. So he would go down on all fours and they would kick him from behind? Yeah, I imagine they would kind of line up just one right after another. See, if I were going to get kicked in the balls, I would uh, lay on my back spread eagle and yeah, but you're not going to get the full brunt of the kick, though, that way. Yeah, they can swoop on in under my balls. Yeah, but this, but, but the thing is, by doing that, they're going to be stopped, but they're going to first hit the grundle. They're going to hit your oh. taint first, whereas if, okay. like, if your balls are hanging down, they're going to no, whack I see the what balls. You're but it, it has to do with their, their form, too, their kicking form. I mean, they could, they could position their legs in a manner that would really connect with they my They could nuts. bend it like Beckham. <laughs> right. Step over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So you know what's interesting? He would have them kick him in the groin until he could not handle the pain. How many kicks do you think you could take? Two. <laughs> you know, dude, I don't even know if I could take two. Like well, I, well, I've one, been... one just sounds like you're not even trying to take anything. <laughs> well, I guess one, but seriously, dude. I mean, I know these girls are 13 and 14, but a 13-year-old girl can kick pretty hard. Yeah, remember, 13-year girls mature, get bigger and mature faster. Remember, they like grow when you're. Remember when you're 13, the girls are like five foot five, and you're still like four foot one. Yeah, I never really grow. Grew uh, all right, sorry. That. <laughs> I didn't want to. I struck a nerve there. Sorry. Do you remember when? 
never i can't that's all right <laughs> but no i understand what you're saying they they mature um, much a you know, at an earlier girl might age be like the normal the size that she's gonna be for the rest of her life she has she pubic might... hair at that point her oh, muscles sweet. are formed you're pubic hair right barely legal so but you know what though is interesting is you'd think these girls would enjoy this you don't you don't you think like okay we got this pervert we're getting alcohol we can get drunk and he's paying us to kick him as hard as we can in the even nuts. if they didn't enjoy uh yeah seeing his cro- naked crotch and his like disgusting fucking ass hair <laughs> his bruised satchel all they have to do is kick it yeah and then they get money and booze i mean what's not, to like? what's not yeah to that's like? the thing it's like all they got to do is go and kick him in the groin as right. hard as they can I don't think it's not these like they're getting that smart. It's not like they're getting diddled here. Right. I think these are sort know. of uh, not the most intelligent. But what girls it sounds like England. to me, it's the making of a great dominatrix. I think. Yeah. I think all of them went through this type of training. Yeah. So uh, Claire Fraser, who is the defending attorney here, said Aston had split up with his wife after the allegation surfaced. Fancy that. Yeah. But uh, still saw his two sons, age nine and seven. You know, his wife is kind of unyielding. You know, I mean, where's the empathy here? She's probably upset that she never got to take a crack at those bollocks. Well, he's obviously harboring some woman hatred, and this is sort of somehow, I don't know. I mean, the, he hates women. It's some kind of weird masochistic women's thing fuck, going on Women here. fuck with me, my wife fucked me, and now these girls are kicking me in the nuts, and that's just the way it goes. You know, when I worked at the strip club, there was a dude there that used to come in, and he would ask the girls to urinate into a champagne glass. He'd pay them. I mean, he'd pay them like 200 bucks to urinate in a champagne glass. And he would drink it in front of them. I would hope this would happen in like the private room at the back because I don't want to see that. No, they would, they would go upstairs. But, but this one girl is a friend of mine. And uh, they she, would do it? Well, no. She would bring it back to the DJ booth and give me 50 bucks and I would piss in the glass. And so you the, did it? Yeah, dude, fifty dollars <laughs> to take a leak in a glass. I don't care. Oh, okay, you got the money. I'm sorry, I was, I wasn't. Uh, I didn't. No, she that. would come back. She was just like, I don't want to. I mean, sometimes she'd pee for him, but sometimes she'd bring it back and be like, dude, I'll give you fifty bucks if you take a leak. In How this much glass. was she getting? Three hundred. She was getting one hundred fifty because you okay. pay her two hundred bucks. All right, yeah, yeah. I can but dude, that. fifty dollars to take a leak in a glass. But a I dude's drank your piss though, doesn't that? I didn't have to see it. But anyway, this same dude would also pay more money to girls to knee him in the nuts as hard as he could. So I think there is some kind of weird sadomasochistic like humiliation point to it that right well that that, i mean that just is masochism i mean everybody knows about that some dudes likes to get for their nuts stepped on or whatever yeah get their nuts crushed i it just to me it just is it's it's just a very disturbing yeah it's a disturbing fetish but the fact that he was you know paying these underage girls to do it is a little weird and it was happening in the forest yeah. yeah, I like how he took him out to the forest. Could you imagine, like, a, just hikers coming upon that? be a great scene to see. So Judge Julian Hall said um, the Aston here, the, um, the uh, defendant here, would not find prison all that comfortable. Really? <laughs> you know, I imagine well, he's maybe probably— Maybe there be guys kicking him in the nuts all the time. I imagine he's going to get kicked—he's probably going to get kicked a little bit harder in prison. <laughs> Uh, what you indulge in was old-fashioned lewd behavior, he said. That's true. I don't know why this is old-fashioned. Um, <laughs> They've been doing this for years in England. <laughs> Judge Hall said people can conduct their own sexual behavior in private with consenting adults to their heart's content. But if you do it with children, with people under the age of 16, it is absolutely disgraceful. So wait, is 16 the age of consent in the UK? Uh, you know, I, that's what I was wondering. I don't know about that. Like, it... 
in the U.S., if you were doing this with a girl that was under eighteen, right, you'd be going to in prison. In most states, are there any? There might be some states out there. No, that but have you could marry a girl that's like fourteen in Alabama. But I don't <laughs> think you could actually have a girl kick you in the nuts. Yeah, that would be frowned upon in Alabama. Yeah, I think anything but be. missionary position, vaginal sex. Is yeah, frowned upon. You don't even get to have oral. Uh, Judge Hall ordered him to sign the sex offenders register for life and banned him from working with under 18-year-olds or from communicating electronically with them if it is sexual in nature. <laughs> After sentencing, one of his victims, now 16, 16 years old, said, I'm very happy. I've got a lot of anger towards him. Why? I still don't understand that. Dude, I mean, didn't she take the anger out by kicking him in the nuts? And getting the money and the free booze. Yeah, I, you know, if you ask me... All these girls looked a gift horse in the mouth. I think – or in the crotch. Yeah. <laughs> okay, they kicked a gift I think, horse you know what, in I, the crotch. I think they're trying to save face, and it's embarrassing that they were doing this, and now they're, they're trying to cover their tracks and you know play the victim card. So on the sick and wrong star scale, I'm going to have to give this kind of a high score. No one was murdered, obviously, and it doesn't have to be someone murdered, but it's a very his disturbing and murdered. strange <laughs> fetish. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, maybe the guy didn't want to pay for a vasectomy. Does so. this guy have, I mean, he has ruptured <laughs> testicles at this point, right? I, I, I don't imagine the scrote was feeling all that well. Yeah, he's not having children. No, I, I don't know. I wonder if it, what his wife said. It's like, wow, you know, your bullocks are purple. <laughs> Is there a reason for this? And <laughs> Blue green. and black and rotting. I'm going to give this four stars because it's such a weird fetish. I'm going to give it four, too, just for yeah sheer depravity. It's just kind of strange. Well, people, we invite you to vote. You can decide who won episode 127 here Sick and Wrong. Go vote, com. <laughs> Why don't you check out the new Sick and Wrong forum, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Wackily, we're nearing the end of the show, and as usual, we tend to get to listener email and uh, phone calls to Sick and Wrong Hotline. People can call Sick and Wrong Hotline at 206-666-3846. You know, we try to get it to as many calls as we possibly can, but, you know, we're on a time limit here, so we can't play too many calls. But call, and uh, we'll eventually get to your phone call. So the first call that we got here is from a guy who is referring to the episode where we were talking about the balls hanging off the back of the truck. Yeah, the think, pla- little plastic balls that some guys uh, hang off their truck. I think I don't know if some dude emailed. I think some dude emailed us about it and was just like, "God, I hate the dudes with the balls, the nuts hanging off the truck." Right, and you you didn't you'd never seen them before, and I think I explained what they were to some degree. Yeah, so this guy called, and he's referring to that. Whack man, Barracuda. Barracuda. What's up, guys? It's Money Mike from the East Bay. First time, first time, kind of. Anyways, I heard uh, Wackily talking about the flat brimmers and uh, their love for the balls in the back of the truck. It's both the flat brimmers and the hicks, but if you really want to pick the flat brimmers, we call them the flat brim lifted truck mafia always wearing the shirts with the big Fs on them and kind of homied out. <laughs> Usually hang around the Delta. Anyways, uh, yeah, man. Keep shit fucked up. And, yeah, I was the one who sent you a picture of a dog shitting. So I think I'm going to start that topic in the forums. All right, eat a dick. Did, I think we actually talked about that last week. Did you see that thread in the forum with the, the guy sending a picture of his dog taking a shit? Yeah, well, he put himself out there and tried to start a new thread and said, hey, let's have a sh- thread of, of dog shitting. 
and a couple people posted pictures of dogs shitting, and then you or somebody immediately came in and said, I don't want to see dogs shitting. I want to see people's girlfriend shitting. And then I posted a picture of a, a guy shitting on some girl. Right. Yeah. So, you derailed it. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's interesting about that, though, is like the guy goes into a form basically comprised of perverts. I mean, just deviants, sexual deviants. And he's saying, you know, here's a picture of a dog shitting. Of course, it's going to lead into, uh, you know, people posting pictures of human shitting. I, I, I knew that was going to be an inevitable <laughs> yeah. result of that. But so he brings up an interesting point. The flat brimmers, obviously, this is a, uh, a classification, a category of people that, you know, are common in, uh, in, in the Central Valley here. Yeah, he says the Delta. He's talking about the Sacramento River Delta, I think, is what it's called. It's the cent- yeah, center of California. So these guys, uh, not a whole lot to do there, but drive around in your truck and hang some balls off the back and I don't know, fuck with people. You know, I still have never seen anyone with uh, balls hanging off the back of the truck. Well, when was the last time you went to the Delta? It, it's been a while. But uh, thanks, Mike, for chiming in about that. You know, we got another email from Ben who originally sent that email about the balls on the trucks. And he says, hey, I don't see the balls on semis, but I'd be willing to bet that trucker Paul has them on his pickup truck at home. In uh, Jacksonville, Florida, it's mostly just the straight-up, leather-faced, worn-out rednecks that have them on their beat-up work trucks. Anyway, they were banned so good. <laughs> Uh, signed Ben. Thanks, Ben, for uh, pointing that out. So uh, we got another call here from uh, someone from your hometown there, Wackerly. Yeah, I don't want to reveal too much information, but he is from my hometown. Here we go. Hey, Dean Lance. This is Shane from Midland, Michigan. Guys, I want to weigh in about the nut job in Japan. A couple years ago, I got sent out there to Tokyo for work, and tour guide took us right down to that very area my theory being that he had no girlfriend and micro penis <laughs> is that <laughs> there's penis. all these hot young japanese girls there they're all trying to peddle cell phone plans and whatnot they're wearing these little skimpy schoolgirl outfits thigh highs on it probably put him over the edge you know because he hasn't gotten laid that's my theory um Another thing I wanted to ask you guys about is your pseudo names on on here. Because I'm from Midland, I know there's a street named Wackerly, and there's a Joe with those porno stars always name themselves after the street they grew up on and the name of their name of their first pet. So I really want to know why Lance's family named their dog Lance. Kind of <laughs> so anyway. Later. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of interesting there, Wackerly. <laughs> well, the point being, you know, you can make up a porn name by using your first pet's name and the, and name the street of the that you lived, street lived on. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't live on Wackerly Road. <laughs> and I am named after Wackerly Road, but we're not doing porn here. So <laughs> I never had a dog named Lance. Did, did you actually have a dog growing up? Yeah, a couple of them. What but, was his name? Well, they were both female. Battlestar and Galactica. One was named Muffin. <laughs> Not kidding. And the other one was named Liberty. Liberty. Yeah. Nice. Did you name them? No, neither. No. So Wackerly, is it Wackerly Road or Wackerly Street? Road. So Wackerly Road, you know, I think I've driven down Wackerly Road in Michigan, but is that where you got the name from? 
It's a very humorous name. <laughs> and in <laughs> fact, Lance is my real name, you motherfuckers. I know it's ridiculous, <laughs> but he should really be asking the question, why did your parents name their first kid Lance? <laughs> much more ridiculous yeah much more pertinent but uh thanks shane for pointing that out you know he also brought up an interesting point he was talking about the japanese guy and the fact that the dude probably had a micro penis yeah and that's why that's what spurred him to go on that murderous rampage you know micro penis i'm not saying that all japanese guys have micro penises but i was thinking about this bolo young doesn't have a micro penis no dude gigantic cock he's hung like he's hung like ron jeremy that bolo young but I was thinking about the steel, you know, John Steele from From the Ville. Yeah, formerly. From yeah, from formerly from From the Ville. Used to go on, talk endlessly about his tiny penis, his, his small member, his malformed member. I wonder if Steele, now that there's no longer going to be a From the Ville, if he should start up the Micro Penis Podcast. Micro Penis Hotline? No, Micro Penis Podcast. A <laughs> podcast just for men who have micro penises. Maybe that's his next incarnation. I think that might be a good idea. But thanks, Shane, for calling in. And uh, uh, speaking of from the Ville, this next call is from a uh, you know a from the Ville listener who's also, I guess, one of our listeners. Hey, Dean Lance, it is the tranny. If any of if either of you listen to STV, you know who this is. This tranny cannot impersonate a female voice. He, t- he totally sounds male. He needs to work on his female voice. He kind of sounds like a dude. It doesn't... You know, I think I might have heard this tranny on From the Ville because if I remember correctly, this tranny also stutters. So that's not a bad phone, cell phone connection. I think the tranny has a speech impediment. Um, uh, well, I was listening to you guys' our latest podcast and... I got grossed out. Um, really? I am a pre-op F to M. A wait what? a minute. <laughs> wait, wait, what was I that? I retract my previous statement. So apparently this is a, this tranny is, was a female and it's becoming male. So actually Mazel Tov, nice male voice. Wait, Mark. a pre-op FTM. That means that... Sh- she, she hasn't. She he was a female is becoming a male, but hasn't nope. yet had the penis. But there's no she he here. Female to male pre-op means she's a female. It's a woman. Right. She hasn't had the penis sewn on yet. And but she has a, a fantastic male voice. Yeah, I was, I was about to say cool. it's a woman who sounds a hell of a lot like a dude. And Madge blood is the grossest thing I think is on the face of this earth. And this is coming from a person that was born a woman, has a period every now and then, and has worked in healthcare for over 10 years. This person's a woman. I'm grossed out. I got to the point where, where Kendra was talking about her time with the Oxbow guy, and, oh, grossed out. Thank you for almost making me puke. See ya. Okay, so this person is a woman. I just want to clarify this point. She's not technically a tranny. A tranny is a male to female. No, there there are female to male trannies. But tranny is transsexual. So if you're transsexual, you've had your dick cut off and now you have a vagina or you have your a penis surgically attached to your vagina. It's a it's not 
uh, black and white Mr. D. Simon. I mean, she it's might, semantics. She I understand might, yeah, this, but she could but... be taking hormones. She could have a full beard bigger than one you could ever hope to grow. Okay, that... her breast could be cut off. She, what she's saying is she hasn't had a penis put on and her I, vagina sewn up. My point is, tranny. If you are really a tranny, you you should post a picture on the forum so we can see if you're actually on hormones and if you actually have a beard. Because if you don't have a beard and you're pre-op, female to male, then you're basically still a woman and you still have a period. <laughs> That's I'm not even interested in those questions. What I'm interested in is, uh, you know, she's talking about uh, the queen of the forum, the second wrong forum, Kendra. Is she going to be one of those female to male FTM trannies who becomes a male and is then a gay male or is she going to become a male and then have a heterosexual relationship? So is she attracted hmm. to Kendra or not? So you're saying once she becomes a man, would she want to be with a woman or would she want to be with a man? It's a very confusing area. Yeah, it's once very, you, it's a gray, you, it's a very gray area. I'm confused teams, talking about it. Are you, are you gay or straight once after you switch teams and how do you even define something like that? I don't know. Okay, well, we're going to have to get a follow-up call from this one. But I imagine uh, Tranny, he or she over here, is probably brokenhearted over the demise of From the Ville. I would assume so, and I would hope that you'd listen to our show even more now. <laughs> <laughs> that could happen. Well, uh, people, we're uh, pretty much at the end of the show here. As usual, go check out the Sick and Wrong Forum. Uh, sign up for it. There's a lot of action going on at the forum right now. Uh, I think we've, you know, membership has recently skyrocketed, so there's a lot, a lot oh, of new good. people. Yeah. yeah, and some more females, so it's kind of nice. Um, also, go check out the Sick and Wrong store at cafepress.com slash sickandwrong. Um, I just purchased a coffee cup, a Sick and Wrong coffee cup, and a magnet, and a little gifty gift for uh, Wackerly. How do you, Which how is do the you, magnet. How, how do you like the magnet there, it's Wackerly? It's incredible. It sticks to things like this microphone. Really incredibly. It's a nice piece of work. You can hold up your drawings on the refrigerator. <laughs> you know, that'd coupons. be nice. <laughs> or your coupons. But I uh, know it's actually kind of a cool looking magnet. I was surprised because I hadn't ordered anything from the Sick and Wrong store. And after seeing the quality, I'm impressed. And you ordered the shirt for Trucker Paul, right? Yeah, you and I got the, uh, the shirt from Trucker Paul that I sent out. So people go check out the Sick and Wrong store and, uh, yeah, buy your sweetheart something. Nice. Also, give a vote at Podcast Alley. Um, you know, we're beating the Bible podcast right now. It won't last. It probably won't last. The Bible cl- podcast always comes through in the last couple of days of the month. I know. Jesus always saves them. Yeah. But uh, if you haven't already, go give us a vote at Podcast Alley. And uh, please leave a comment on iTunes. We could always use some more comments. Uh, the Sick and Wrong Song of the Week is a Dio song called Rainbow in the Dark. And I'm going to dedicate this to our friends, Martin and Steele from From the Ville. Because they've gone dark. It's a fitting tribute. Yeah. They they were like a rainbow in the dark of podcasts. Right. They really were. A shining star. That's what a they were. A light burning in the Midwest of, you know, the internet. <laughs> All I have to say is we're going to miss you there from the Ville. Uh, stay guys. tuned next week. We'll be back with uh, episode 128. Until then, take it sleazy. <laughs>